Blog Talk Radio. I need is one mic, one beat, one stage, one nigga front, my face on the front page, only if I had one gun, one girl and one crib, one God to show me how to do things his son did, pure, like a cup of virgin blood, mixed with 151, one sip will make a nigga flip, writing names on my hollow tips, plotting shit, mad violence, who I'm gonna body, this hood politics, acknowledge it, leave bodies chopped up in garbage, seeds watch us, grow up and try to follow us, police watch us, roll up and try knocking us, one knee I up. Could it be my time is up with my love? I got up. The cop shot again. Bus stop glass burst. A fiend drops a Heineken. Ricocheting between the spots that I'm hiding in. Blacking out. I shoot back. Fuck getting hit. This is my hood. I'm a rap to the death of it. To everybody, come on. Little niggas is grown. Hood rats. Don't abortion your wound. We need more warriors soon. Shit from the stars, sun and the moon. And it's like a police chase. The street sweepers and coppers. Sick up kids with no conscience. Leaving victims with doctors. If you really think you. All power to the people. I usually go to the first hook, one mic, one love. But all power to oppressed people, African power to an African people, black power. It's your brother and your host, National Chairman Yang and Kruma, People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination, coming to you again on another Wednesday. And as always, you know my um, opening spiel that this is your radio program, independent black talk radio, blog talk radio. This is your program. An opportunity to share with us, express comments, concerns, concerns, or opinions. You know, this is our this is our time to put our minds together. This is an opportunity for your voice to be heard. Today's show: spiritualism in the movement. Spiritualism in the movement. And we were um, Tuesday. Did I say Tuesday? I don't know. Said Tuesday. If I didn't, Tuesday show, welcome to Tuesday show. Um, spiritualism in the movement. We're talking about spiritualism movement, and, and like always, I love to tell how these ideas came to me. I was fortunate enough to um, make it back to Atlanta, Georgia. My sister was receiving her instructor's certificate um, for her to be able to teach now. And going to a house after the after party, going to a house, seeing my mother and her day, and it was a friend of ours, mutual and we're known in the community, a very, I like to say, very prolific speaker, man, deep thinker. His metaphysics is on tight. And we were talking about the movement. And one of the things that he had said is that the movement, what we're missing in the movement, he said that we have the rhetoric. We have the strategies. We have solutions. We have analyzed the problem accurately in a lot of instances and cases. But we lack a spiritualism. We lack that spiritual connection, that thing that um, ties us to the movement, that thing that should be the motivating and guiding factor in why we do all that we do. And so when he said spiritualism and talking to my minister of justice, my national minister of law and justice today, we were discussing spiritualism. So some, one of the things, not just spiritualism in the movement, but the difference between spiritualism and traditional religions, the difference between the two. Is there room for it? Because in a lot of cases, when you say spiritualism and us being a people that have embraced religion 
and a lot of these religions being forced upon us, despite whether it is, and we can discuss that later, Christianity, Islam, or whatever has been forced upon us, some of us, and especially in this day and time, and us of African descent or Africans here in America, not only have embraced the rituals and the practices of these religions, but embraced the cultural social, cultural social aspects of the religion and even perceive the religion or interpret the religion according to other ethnicities and um, the nationalities of the people who impose the religions upon us. So we see where that can hinder the movement. You know, so what is the difference between the two? And why is it important for us to have spiritualism in the religion? As for me personally, my take on it, I think that spiritualism, recognizing spirit, recognizing, and in a lot of cases during this conversation, I will use spiritual and ancestors synonymously or interchangeably, you know, and I think that looking at that, why it's so imperative is because, like I said in the opening statement or a few minutes ago, is because we miss the – when we don't acknowledge the ancestors, when we don't acknowledge the struggle, when we don't acknowledge the spiritual aspect of the movement, then we miss the mark. Then we miss the mark. We miss the long-term objective. We are devoid. We begin to become devoid of the motivation, of the inspiration, of the thing that carries us through and keeps us constantly fighting. When you were missing, because we're not looking. Not only are we deprived of. Not only don't we have these when we don't acknowledge the ancestors. And I'm not just talking about our predecessors. I'm talking about our ancestors all the way back. We we become deprived of, or we not, or we cheat ourselves out of the heroes and the sheroes. And their um, perseverance and fortitude and commitment to the advancement and liberation and empowerment of African people, especially those African people here on the shores of North America. When we don't have a spiritualism, then the movement becomes, I think, clouded. The movement becomes polluted with immorality and unethical behavior that we consciously constantly see cropping up in the movement. If we're honest about our organizations and a lot of the internal problems we have just come from immoral behavior. And that's something to discuss. What is, you know, we can say that in spiritualism, what is immoral behavior? Because I'm not talking about religious edicts. I'm not talking about religious laws. I'm not talking about the letter of the law according to a religion. I'm talking about morality. That universal no, that thing that what 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 my young my children call your spidey senses, you know those things that allow you to know that this thing is innately wrong. I think that every African person is embedded with that, with that God seed, with knowing that some of our behavior, some of the language and the treatment and the um, attitude. And how we perceive one another is innately, inherently, naturally wrong. But due to social and cultural conditioning, we still judge one another by these standards. We still practice these ways that um, that hinder us as a whole, that that obstruct that obstruct us.
you know, as a whole. And, you know, I have my Minister of Justice on. Feel free. In fact, Minister, open your mic. You know, come in with us and, and, and share these things with you. And this is one of the benefits of having, and one of the things that just throw a little plug out there for the show prayerfully that we have becoming is a liberation theology show. And my minister, my national minister of law and justice happens to be an ordained minister. So this is right up our alley. So I prayerfully, prayerfully expect a lot of contribution from her along these lines. But this is the important, but looking at these things, these, this is the importance of spirituality in the movement. For if it isn't a, if it isn't to empower the spirit, if it isn't to quicken the spirit and to, um, and the things we do in our actions to embody spiritual practices, then what are we doing them for? We go back to what I always talk about is just being that social band-aid, you know, jumping from here to there, back and forth, place to and fro, place to place, addressing social issues which are needed, but what is the long-term goal of that? If a people's spirit isn't addressed. And I think that when you look in the communities and when you talk to young people and when you talk not just young people, older people, we have a broken spirit. The spirit has been broken. And one of the ways that our spirit has been broken is because we haven't been taught to acknowledge our spirit in a proper light. Spirit hasn't, we have divorced our spirit from the tangible world. First of all, first, first and foremost, We've been taught to not to acknowledge or to be frightened of African spirituality. Let's go on a minute. Let, let us be honest. If we're going to be honest about anything at this particular time on this particular radio program, I hope that we can have complete and total honesty. We have been taught to be frightened of African spirituality. And it has been so ingrained this fear of African spirituality has been so embedded in us and so, you know, we've been so programmed to run from it that not only will we run from the African spirituality, not only will we shun it, but in our trying to stay far removed from it, we will embrace and um, totally submerge ourselves and immerse ourselves in other people's religious practices in an attempt to shelter us from that thing that is natural, from that thing that belongs to us specifically. The very spirituality that is in my and your, your, you and my DNA that we're made up of, that if properly embraced and properly acknowledged, will begin to set off a explosion inside of yourself that would be unbelievable. You would be able to, I think that one of the things that has happened to me in my embracing ATR, African traditional religion, African traditional understanding and practices, was it began to change my perception of the world. It began to change, it allowed me to see my place in the world and in the movement and what the movement was really about. Like we hear callers call in and say, yo, man, we're tired of hearing about the white man. We're tired of this and that. It's redundant. It's the same thing. And one of the reasons we have to be redundant in the same thing is the first, bring an awareness. But once we embrace that spirituality, we can begin to move to the next phase of it. Because embracing your spirituality, your African spirituality, 
and coming mm-hmm. in and, and helping you to um, understand the movement where you will begin to see that it's not just about an organization, this is not just a social club, it's not just a part-time thing, but it becomes a matter of your life. It becomes about your, your continuance as a people on the planet Earth. Because the movement is just that, it becomes action. And the movement isn't about suppressing anyone. It isn't about oppressing or exploiting any other people. It's about finding your place in that divine, in that cycle of divinity. Where do I fit on the earth? And even then, what's my favorite point of the 10-point platform program of the People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination? Number five, a true history of the nature of this decadent society so that the black man and black woman can know their place in it. It's the same within the universe and within the planet Earth. Once the African here embraces that African spirituality, then he becomes not just a movement of against any people that's oppressing you, but it becomes a movement of empowerment and also a movement of uh, preservation, preservation of the Earth, a movement of compassion towards the Earth's creatures and even other human beings. That don't look like us. But until we first begin to practice that amongst ourselves, we can't practice that with anybody else. And until we and, and a part of that practicing compassion amongst your brothers and sisters is understanding and having that common experience and that cosmic connection of spirituality. So if you if I was asked, yes, I think that spirituality plays a very significant role in the movement of African people in America for the empowerment, advancement, and liberation. It plays a very significant role. Again, this is People's Black Panther Party uh, for Self-Determination, Paul Talk, Independence Talk Radio. Please press one. You know, we like to get straight to it. You'll be recognized. We'll open your mic. And let's have a discussion on this. Let's have a dialogue. Justice, did you want to add something to it? Yes, Black Power uh, family, it's good to see uh, as many of uh, you all on as possible. Um, I was thinking about uh, what what the chairman was just speaking about in the very beginning, that a lot of things in a black home that just don't take place uh, primarily, uh, morally, primarily because of what is called religiosity. Even if they don't, uh, even if that family, the black family doesn't practice a traditional religion, religiosity is a part of our, our socialization. So some things, there's certain things we're just not going to do. And another point that I'd like to make is that when you, part of becoming an ordained minister and going to seminary, what you find out is that at a certain level they uh, they warn you and tell you that by the time you get finished you might you might not believe in none of this stuff no more. But what always baffled me was how individuals got through all of that, got the degree, and then still believe all of this, all of the madness that came along with it. Um, it just led me to believe that certain things be missing, you know. Um, how do you go somewhere and you pray for for some people that just lost their lives? Five or six of y'all get together to pray, and nobody ever mentions the ancestors. And I and I said, well, you know, here we go. It's going to continue because we are not embracing what it is that we are truly a part of. I just wanted to throw that in there. Black power, sir, and I think this is a really good topic. Black power, and I and I appreciate that, and definitely Mike open to come in for that. But you know, it, it goes back to me. It goes back to what we were talking about. What I was saying earlier, when you bring ATR African traditional religions, we've been taught to run from that. 
as a matter of life and death. We've been taught to run to that, run from that. So it's somewhere in us. It's psychological. You know, it is a it's psychological. And physically, you know, while people physically killed, murdered, maimed, whatever, terrorized for embracing African traditional religions, they to fill that void. They gave us another other religions and said, if you don't embrace this, then your soul is lost. Not only will you physically be penalized, your eternal, everlasting soul will be lost and damned to the hellfire. Now, let me tell you how deep, <laughs> share a personal story, how deep it goes when I had, you know, my Elegba birth, and I saw all the, the proceedings. And when it was time for the Elegba to be fed, the first, I had to choke back a thought. My Islamic upbringing and rearing kicked in, and I said, I hope I am not condemning myself to hell. Everything came to my mouth, my mind. You know, I seen the chicken, I saw the blood. I was like, oh, man, what am I doing? Where's the first? And I had to refute that. I had to understand, and this is why we always talk about on our shows, that neocolonialist conditioning, how deep it really is, and the true revolutionary brother and sister, the true conscious brother and sister, are conscious of the fact that they're not as conscious as they believe they are. That's what they're conscious of, that we're not, you know, we're not at the level that we would like to be. So I had to realize that that was Eurocentric thinking, that was that was part of neocolonialism, that that was a part of this thing that not only did my father instill in me, not only did the masses and the communities instill in me, but had been instilled in my people from, you know, uh, the beginning coming over here to America and even in Africa with the Arab slave trade. So these things were in me, and I had to choke that back. And I had to ask myself, what has me frightened of my own ways and practices and my own, my people's faith, my people's traditions, my people's rituals, and my people's ancestry and spirituality? What do you say? Their religiosity. What has me frightened of that? And I think that these are some things that we have to address. We have to first begin to define what is spiritualism? What's the difference between the spiritualism and the religion? Then what is African spiritualism? What is particular to the African man and woman here? And believe me, you, your oppressor understands the power of spiritualism. Your oppressor understands the magic that's inherent in your melanated, beautiful black self. They understand this. And they catch us with this every time by giving us ritual. We participate in ritual magic unsuspectingly. Unsuspectingly, we participate in ritual magic and practices, giving our ashe, giving our power, lending our energy to other people besides ourselves. That's right. When you imagine, I tell the people, my Muslim brothers and sisters, I say, imagine five times a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, Muslims of all hue, sexes, um, you know, you name height, weight, whatever. Pray these five times a day, facing the same direction, reciting the same words, making the same motion. Do can you imagine the power and energy that is contained in that? But the Arab, the so-called Arab, and I'm gonna say the so-called Arab because that's a whole nother discussion. We find that there's no such thing as an Arab. But the so-called Arab. 
being as crafty as he was, began to use Islam synonymous with Arabism or Arab nationalism, started to implement the Arab culture. You know, when we had Muslim, so-called Muslim leaders, black that had taken those um, disciplines of Islam and some of the sciences of Islam and applied them to African people, the noble Drew Ali's and the Elijah Muhammad's, despite how we feel about them, I'm not talking about them personally as individuals, but I'm talking about the movement. There is no denying the more science temple of America movement is founded by the prophet noble Drew Ali. There is no denying the effect and the economic effect. When you read um, the brother's book, um, uh, Amos Wilson's book, Black Power Blueprint, in it when he talks about black day, the uh, section where he talks about black economics and organizations, he says that historically in America, according to the history of America, when you talk about a black nationalist organization, there has never been one as economically successful as the nation of Islam under the leadership of Elijah Muhammad. So when you talk about that these people, this man was taking dope fiends and reforming dope fiends and changing the character and the face of black America by transforming black men and women who were desolate and destitute, whose society had given up upon using certain disciplines of Islam and certain sciences of Islam that were particular to African people here in America. And don't you think that this Arab didn't know it. He didn't just come over. All of a sudden, we had this explosion of Arabism and Islam. He knew that he saw the power of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. He saw the power. So like anything, but the Honorable Elijah Muhammad had such a hold on the teachers that he had on him, the uh, Sharifs and the Malcolm X's and the um, Farrakhan's. And he said, well, I'm not a follower of the nation Islam. I'm just coming from a historical point of your historical context, and this is factual, you know, when that these people had safeguarded the black nationalist ideology at that particular time, and when Elijah Muhammad died, and amongst the rumors and allegations of him and the character assassination, because we as African people, we are tough on our religious leaders. You better be Jesus incarnate, God himself. Don't pass gas, don't eat, you, they, so we're very tough. And when amongst that, they eased in. They begin to open up their centers. They begin to embrace us. Now, where did all of that come from? It came from them seeing our organization. They hadn't just got here. They had been here. In fact, they say Fraud Muhammad was an Arab or something. If I'm not, and if there's any um, followers of the Nation of Islam or any people, please come aboard and help me with that. So the Arab hadn't just got here. But the Arab understood, saw the organization, saw the power, saw the potential, saw the economic stability. The nation of Islam, under that leadership of Elijah Muhammad at that time, what did they have? They had our grocery store, our laundromat, our diner. It was a, it was a communal economic collaborative thing. It was cooperative economics that the nation had. So they saw that. So we saw that though the disciplines and a lot of the science may have been Islamic entitled, the African spirituality, that black nationalist spiritualism, energy, the way that it addressed specific issues for us had taken hold. It's the same when you see it in Christianity. One of the most famous Christians to me was the prophet Nat Turner, who had 
a religion had been forced upon him. But due to his Africanness, his sense of justice and order and righteousness, when he read those scriptures, we all know the famous passage when he said that he looked in the sky and he saw black angels and white angels locked in combat. That he couldn't, his African self wouldn't allow him to see the scriptures from any other perspective but an oppressed African that understood that the universal divine energy whom some call God or whatever name we choose to give it is a energy of love, is an energy of justice, is an energy of freedom and prosperity for all, and that all included him. And he was going to do what he had to do to eradicate it, wipe it out, and lead his people to freedom. All with that being the foundational base. So that spirituality, to me, can even be found in, and there may be some people who disagree. Please, press one if you do. Can even be found in the scriptures that have been imposed on us. The religions that have been imposed on us. You always hear me say I'm not one to throw the baby out with the bathwater. I understand that Islam, I understand that Christianity, I understand that Morism and even the black Hebrewism and all of these other things are you are experiences, are American experiences that the African here has went through. My cry has always been to remain but to um Always maintain your African identity. And when you maintain your African identity and you understand African spiritualism, those scriptures, that same scripture you read as a colonized Arab in a, in a, in a neo-colonialist Arab mind, that Quran becomes a whole different Quran. That Bible becomes a whole different Bible. The Torah, whatever you read, it becomes totally different because it begins to address you. You begin to find the solutions for you in there. I tell people that to me, it's not so much the scripture because there's magic in the scripture. They say, oh, well, how can, you know, the white man gave you that? He absolutely did. The Arab gave you that? He absolutely did. And they gave us the perception to read about. But you can't. How many times have you heard me say that to say that it can't be Christianity because this, this Caucasian is running things for the time being under this guise. Of Christendom. So where is his Bible? Or where is her Bible amongst the Caucasoid people any different from the Bible? If you go to their house, I'm, I'm willing to probably bet it's probably a King James Version. So what is it that they're reading that's so different from your reading that you, the Bible reads for you misery and suffrage, pain? When you read it from it, all you see is long suffrage, all you see is poverty. Suffrage equals piety. Poverty equals righteousness. Where in the scriptures is that saying to you as opposed to when they read the same scriptures that they go out and conquer worlds and lands? Same with the Arabs. One of the richest nations. How is it? What are they reading? How are they perceiving it and understanding it? That it empowers and emboldens them. But we've gotten into this mindset We've gotten into this mind because we've 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 abandoned our spirituality. Spirituality will guide you. Spirituality is a compass. Spirituality allows you to know what's right and exact. And regardless if someone is saying is professing the same beliefs that you have, same religious beliefs, 
They may be on different spiritual notes and spiritual planes. And if you're guided by spirit, then you would tell that Muslim, that Christian, even if that's your belief, you are completely and totally absolutely wrong. You won't allow some so-called sheikh or some uh, Joel Osteen or somebody coming in to interpret your scripture for you and tell you how to perceive your scripture as an African here in America. You will laugh. You will say it's completely ludicrous. Ludicrous because of the spiritual connection that you have with your ancestry, the spiritual connection you have with the universe. You know who you are. You know your place on this earth. You know that all things derive from you. All things derive from you. Preferably, we hope that to totally evolve, that in our evolution, we understand that it all derived from us and that they were only tidbits, excerpts of what we as African people had contributed to civilization, and it was only to knock some senses back into us and get us back on right guidance, to tune back into an African spirituality, and that we no longer bind ourselves according to the precepts or the, or, or, the, or the conditionings that they set for us, that we no longer need that. That's, that's the ultimate, the end goal that I pray for our people. But until then, we understand my understanding of spirituality and why I don't so much knock these so-called religions in the movement is because our spirituality includes the ancestors. It includes the ancestors. It includes having reverence for the ancestors, having a deep veneration, honoring, respecting our ancestors which would be our papas and our mamas and our madis, our nanas, whatever you call them. And like I was taught, when going to the ancestor, you should go with that reverence, that respect, and eat and much more because these are energies that have made that transition. And how many of our people made those transitions with those belief factors? See, this is what spirituality, this is why I say not just because we, we – Listen, man, I could go all in. I don't want to be all over the place. We not only, our spirituality, we've been so blinded and missing the mark on embracing spirituality, we still believe in a lot of instances, and a lot of us believe that spirituality is religion. We believe that spirituality is religion. I think that this is one of the first things that we have to begin to correct, that spirituality is not religion. So we, when we begin to believe that spirituality is religion, then um, it's not our ancestry. We begin to deny our ancestry. Why? Because our ancestors, when we talk about this honor and this veneration for ancestors, a lot of our ancestors made the transition embracing these ways. Not the spirit of these ways that was imposed on them, but embrace these ways. And we get a little knowledge, man. We live in this so-called information age. Google it. YouTube it. And we get a little information and a little knowledge, and we're so quick to begin to bash things. We're so quick to begin to put down Christians and put down Muslims without really thinking how many of our ancestors are we putting down? How many of our ancestors 
are we disrespecting and dishonoring so many big mamas who cooked a Sunday dinner and went to church faithfully and prayed for you and I? Through an understanding that she was getting, does this take the spirit of Big Mama? Does this take the energy of Big Mama? And if you were in front of some of the things that I read on Facebook or some of the things that people go back and forth about religion, I ask themselves, I say, are they conscious of the ancestors? And if we think of the ancestors in the terms of our Big Mamas and Papa and things of that nature, would we say these things in front of Big Mama? Would you go in front of Big Mama and tell her that Jesus was a joke? And if you did, would you use some of the language? I'm not saying you wouldn't have enough heart to go tell Big Mama, hey, Big Mama, this might not be the right way. But you wouldn't go in there and tell Big Mama she's a damn fool for following a cracker. You wouldn't say that. And if you did, shame on you. Who would talk to their grandmother like that? Shame on you. And I don't think any of us African people on this line would even approach our, our papas and our nanas and, and things of this nature like that. I'd, I'd find it hard to believe. So we're asking for this same gentleness and delicacy and dealing with one another, but at the same time, it's not so much the religion. I don't embrace Christendom. I'm not a Christian. But I have not so much the reverence for Christianity, but understanding spirituality that this is a medium, this is a part of the energy that is tied to the energies that I call ancestors. I don't have a disrespect for the Muslims. I don't hold completely to all the traditional ways, but I understand that I have ancestry that is Islamic, not just on the shores of uh, North America, but that extend back to Africa, and that I can't deny the Islamic contributions to civilization, the African Islamic contributions to civilization. I can't deny it. Songhai, Nansa Musa, Askiya Muhammad, all African. In my hate for another people to deny that energy that is tied, that is inevitably tied, and explicitly, I mean, tied to our ancestry. This is what we miss out on so much. This is what we miss out on so much. Knowledge. We begin to, knowledge has replaced spirituality. Knowledge has replaced manners. Knowledge has replaced compassion. Knowledge has replaced so-called knowledge. I don't even call it real knowledge because real knowledge is followed but wisdom and understanding, and wisdom is the, um, not just the wise word spoken by the wise man, but the application of knowledge, which leads to understanding. If we were knowledgeable, we would know how to treat one another. We would know how to venerate our ancestors properly. We don't even have knowledge. We just got damn information. And yeah. with information, having information without practical use isolate you. So now we're isolated from one another and we're isolated from the ancestors. And we wonder why we're in the and we're in. One of the things I would say about the ancestors, like I have ancestors that are Christian. And understanding this energy, understanding this spirituality, not so much the Christendom, but I will hear my ancestors speak through biblical passages. Sometimes through gospel, I might hear a song my granddaddy loved. Somebody singing it, coming through in that manner, through a scripture, flipping through the station. So to 
understand to what I mean by our spirituality. Our spiritual once the African here in America understands that they're spiritual, they understand all of those things came from them and there's nothing be hatred only comes from fear. Hatred only comes from fear. And so then we put ourselves in another quagmire. We run from the European and the Arab man and this and that and go overly do. Then we run straight to African traditional religions. And not only do we start to learn, there's nothing wrong with learning that. It's your birth of origin, your place. But we begin to embrace that social cultural understanding. Still not understanding that you're an African here having an American experience. But this is what we do. This is what we do. We begin to embrace that. We don't take heed. We don't start to begin to do like the other uh, Africans did that were taken to other places. The Haitians, when Christianity was put on them and forced Catholicism, forced upon them how they took from being the their gods of voodoo. And begin to, they still maintain their spirituality and their understanding under that sky. We look at the, my, my, brother, my brothers and sisters, the Ras, the Rastafari, who, under the yoke of colonialism and Christendom, begin to blacken it. Well, you know what, you Christian, this Nehele Selassie is the second coming of the Messiah. They begin to address it and it begin to fit their cultural experience, their social conditions. But you and I, we get something, and not only do we, it's, it's not good enough for us to take the spirituality out of that to contribute to the movement of Africans here in America. It's not good enough. We must begin to embrace the social, cultural understanding of that. And believe me, you brothers and sisters, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, because I'm as African, I love to believe, be, believe I'm as African as they come. But whether you want or not, you have been affected by the American experience. And until we accept that fact, whether it's good or bad, however you place it on your scale, until you accept that fact, the balance of spirituality, the meter of spirituality will always be leaning to one way or another, and we will miss the boat in an effort to embrace religion. Uh, Black Power, sir. Uh, Black Power. First, I'd, like, I'd like to say that we have a question, um, uh, 214-861, but before uh, you agree uh, to take this call, what I would like to say is that I think the biggest problem that I've observed regarding the movement and our spirituality is that the African in America is the only, only ethnicity who practices religion without culture. And the power that these other cultures have behind their spirituality is their culture. And so this, this is the thing that keeps us constantly divided because we will not embrace the fact that we are Africans. And if we just embrace the fact that we are all Africans, I think we could become one regardless as to whatever religiosity we deal with. However, spiritual, however spirituality and our ancestors and whatnot should be um, incorporated into this traditionalist, whatever it is that we've embraced from our, uh, from our ancestors. And, um, in, and I'm talking about recent ancestors, such as grandparents and whatnot. Uh, but I really think that that is the biggest, biggest problem, is that we don't, we, we, we don't practice religion uh, along with our culture in order to give ourselves some type of power. I'm going to let you be able to expound on that, and after that we do have a question, um, 
Black Power, two one four eight six one. Your mic is open. Black Power, this collector. How you doing? I'm good. Black Queen. Power, Queen. Queen, how are hey, you? Hey, what's going on? I'm doing good. Uh, glad I have an opportunity to just chill out a bit and listen to the uh, broadcast. I really appreciate uh, having a reminder. Sometimes things get so hectic, you know, but I always look forward to it. Um, and I would like to share an experience with you all. Uh, hopefully it will be insightful, you know, to the listeners. Uh, it may or may not be along the past where, where we're talking about African spiritualism uh, per se, but it is. I am an African, and it is my experience and how I understood spiritualism. So, you know, at, growing up as a youth, um, I was pretty much introduced to King Way of Life or um, knowing that it was necessary for me to be proactive in the issues that surround our people's struggle uh, by, just like many other people, by reading books like the autobiography of Malcolm X, you know, uh, for a lot of us, that's like one of our first readers, right? And it's highly recommended as a first reader. Um, but in addition to that, after that, that enlightenment, what brought me to true spirituality and understanding and being able to answer the question of what spirituality is, I read this very simple to read book called The Pimp's Bible. And The Pimp's Bible, I can't remember exactly uh, who wrote it, but it is a book that is very, very dear to my heart and that opened up some questions for me and gave me answers to spiritualism. And in the Pimp's Bible, I always knew what the word Bible meant. I always related it to, like, the Holy Bible. But I knew that the word Bible meant uh, uh, a doctrine that someone lived by, right? And so when I seen Pimp's Bible, I had put two and two together. I said, okay, before I started reading, I said, okay, this is a doctrine that whoever wrote this lives by. And so... Uh, later on in life, I've seen books that say the Hose Bible, the Secretary's Bible, the Geek's Bible. You know, there's all kinds, but there, it's an actual doctrine for that person's particular interest. So when I uh, read the Pimp's Bible, uh, I learned about the street game. I learned about not not hands-on experience, but through that person's eyes. I saw how important pimping was to that person. I saw what they had to go through. I saw what it means to them to go through what they were trying to pursue. I understood through their perspective how important it was and how passionate they were about that particular thing. And so I summed that up as something valuable, whether it was positive or negative from my perspective, it was something beneficial and positive for the individual and that they actually benefited from. And so for that pimp, he needed it. He wanted it. And it was something that he had committed his whole life to. 
And so when I sum up spiritualism, I, I never been able to put a, a direct factor on what it actually looks like. Because in my particular life, there are like so many different dynamics just as other people that I have to pay attention to every small detail. And then there are some things that aid me in those details. And it causes me to have discipline, focus, and have a passion behind it. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of people, because of the system that us as being descendants of Africans and Yanga has pointed out very clearly, you know, we have been trained and processed, you know, to fit into uh, this system. And it's not, of course, beneficial to us, but we have definitely been trained. And so it turned my attention to what he was talking about, like the grandmas and the big mamas and different things like that. I remember there was um, a case uh, where this woman who was a grandmother, uh, uh, well, she was an elder lady, and she was beaten profusely by some young boys. Now, all of these young boys, they knew, and they had a grandmother. They knew wholeheartedly how a grandmother should be treated. However, this woman, one day, she had uh, called the cops because, you know, they were selling dope and so forth. And she was interfering with their money and their funds. And so they beat her profusely. I think they set her house on fire, too, but she did survive. But for them, their spiritual system and their God was money. And so when we talk about spiritualism, you know, it's very important that we do adapt the ways of our ancestors because there are so many glorious things that we can attribute to our lives that could be beneficial in the guidance. Like, just for instance, in the um, Akan society in Ghana, you have like the Adinkra symbols and all the African proverbs and all the different things that, you know, give you guidance and wisdom. But when we are um, so attached to capitalism and we are so attached to uh, this society and just trying to make uh, ends meet in one way or the other, what is necessary for us becomes our God, becomes our spiritual system. So uh, I learned that by reading, you know, the Pimp's Bible. It just kind of gave me that perspective. But a lot of people can say, well, I'm spiritual, and they may be like the most negative motherfucker that you could ever see. They may be like scammers and schemers, and but that's not to say that they're not spiritual. They, they're spiritual in that aspect. So, you know, that's just a perception. My opinion may not be absolutely uh, sound and correct in someone else's mind, but that's how I sum spiritualism up. I do believe that we as African people, we do have amount of, uh, like I said, glorious and uh, extensive amount of history that uh, taps into nature. You know, like when we talk about the Orishas and different things like that, the Orishas, they are only personifications of who we are and who we are in conjunction with nature, you know. And so it kind of shows us how to be in harmony with nature. And, and, and the, like the Orishas, 
there people think that the Orishas are like greater than us, but we are just as great because if you look at the Orishas or if you go into any type of spiritual system, even if it's Christianity, and you look at the angels and what they're capable of doing, they have eyes, they have nose, they have mouth, they have arms, they have legs. They are only personifications of the power that we could possibly possess. And I think for me, it's just a, a, a reminder of how to tap into that greatness. You know, that we can't act, we can't actually tap into it. It can be realized. Again, there's just so many different dynamics that uh, lead us astray from tapping into that power. And it's basically the uh, stresses of capitalism and the demands of it. I mean, it's a, it's a beast. It's an evil monster that, you know, people um, exude in themselves. They become that. Instead of battling it, they become it. And so just my little two cents on that. I just wanted to uh, share with you all. Oh, black power, please. Uh, black power. I love it. Absolutely. I'll probably repeat it. And I want to touch on a few things the sister was addressing um, because I absolutely love it and I think that were vital. To go back to let's, one of the things I want to talk about, like she was talking about the Arisha, the Lawa, you know, whatever system you're using. I, I agree with the sister. I believe the same thing. Christianum, Islam, whatever. It's all energy. And these have been, you know, um, when she was saying that the our ancestors and our predecessors, those that we come from, these were personifications of the energies. I was ex- talking to um, someone the other day who was my priest, in fact, and we were talking about that, and we were talking about uh, Baba Legba or Eshu for some, and who was the opener. But I said, when you look at Islam, they recognize that same energy, one of the 99 names, what they call the Asma Shifa of Allah, the Asma Wa Shifa, the names and attributes of Allah, one of his names is Al-Fatah, the opener. So they're energies. You know, they're just energies that we should be tapped into. To go into the capitalist thing, that that has become religion, and in that religion, capitalism, in the religiosity of capitalism, we begin to take on that, that spirit. And that, you know... Um, and we know that these things can be your God. There again, to go back, and since this is a spiritual show, I don't mind if we come on here and recite scriptures. But it says that. It says in the Quran, one of the, the verses I like, it says, have you seen those who take their desires, their desires for their lords and their gods? So we understand. This is why I tell the people, even in our Islamic understanding, when the Arabs come to us and they re- recite the uh, 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 the Shahada, or what they call the uh, uh, uh Kalima the the one is there is no God but Allah. There is no God Allah. Tell them that's not what it says. Stop telling the people that that's what it says. It says there's no God worthy of 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 no God worthy of worship, but that energy whom you're calling Allah. But even Allah in the Quran says that there are other gods. And it's all what the people embrace. It's, there's other energies, and it's all what the people embrace. And clearly those young men who have beaten a grandmother, who have were devoid of their senses, they were devoid of any African spirituality. Because spirituality, spirituality is out there. You can embrace any spirituality. But is spirituality, our spirituality needs to be a spirituality, it should be a spirituality connected to our ancestors. And even then, we're going to the ancestors and building our altars to the ancestors or saying things to the ancestors. I call upon those righteous ancestors. 
not just black people who died. This is one of the things that I think, in my opinion, is one of the problems in the hood. When we go in the hood, you see the homies, and I hang out with the homeboys in the hood and the, you know, the street tribes and stuff. And one of the things that we've we've taken from our way is libations. You know, the homies still pull out libations, pour this some out for the homies. But listen to, I told my partners, I said, but listen who what energy you're resurrected. Pour this out for Killer Mike. We're going to pour this out for Kill em All. We're going to pour this out for my nigga. He was a fool with it. He raped all the good. I'm going to pour it. So you're bringing this energy. And it's contained off of these neighborhoods. And we wonder why we're bouncing off the walls because it's negative energy. I'm not understanding spirituality. I'm not having any tying spirituality to the tangible world, to the real world that we live in, has left this void. And, by, and we fill it with everything. We fill it with everything, the God of money, the lust God. We put all of these gods because the African spirituality, true African spirituality, is tied to the advancement and empowerment of the African people. See, the sister is absolutely right. It's whatever the people are embracing. But the revolutionary, this is why we say it's spirituality, spirituality in the movement. Is spirituality still important? Are the ancestors still necessary? For the movement, because we saw this happen to us before. We saw in the third development, what we call the third development, whom some call the original Panthers, we call it the third development because that development just didn't contain Panthers. That's why we don't say original Panthers. We're talking about the whole development. We're talking about the good and the bad of the development. The Panthers wasn't the only progressive revolutionary movement back then. So that's why we say the third development, that whole era, from the artists to the, you know, to the musicians to the, uh, uh, the uh, James Bond, to the literary, to the um, writers, everything that contributed to the movement, and not an organization, to the movement. So in the third development, that was a big thing. We've seen that our people uh, became agnostic or became atheist. Is that still potent to this day and time? That's a question I'm like that. I love to see, you know, it, it tickles me because I always see these Facebook posts and, and the original. We like the original Panthers. We like the original Panthers. Come on, man. I mean, have you really, are you? And turn around and be acknowledging your ancestors there. So in what way? I'm not saying that you're not, but I would like to know in what way. You know, so... This in this day and time is it necessary because we've tried that in the third development. We've tried that with the agnostics. We've tried that with the atheists. In this day and time, is it beneficial for us to embrace this African spirituality? And for my listeners out there, what is African spirituality? I think the sister made some very key points about the spiritual system, about the Pimps Bible, or whatever people, the young men that beat. The, the grandmother, because they were messing with their God, the money. What is African spirituality? I was like the system, you know, when I bumped into spiritualists. To me, especially coming from a religious perspective, spiritualism was an excuse not to have any morals. Most spiritual people I met were some of the most immoral, irresponsible bandits on the planet Earth. Hiding behind beads and hiding. It was a reason to say that, you know, I don't have religion. I don't have a moral code. I don't have a code of conduct. I'm spiritual. 
that was a big cop-out to me. Until I began to study spirituality, and spirituality is when you're talking about a spirituality, when you're talking about this spirit, even the spirit of the human being, when you're talking about spirit, you're talking about that thing, they call it the, the indomitable human spirit. You're talking about that very thing that motivates you to continue. That's why they always say he broke his spirit. His spirit was broke. You know, you get the ring and he's got the, well, he's full of spirit. It's that energy force. It's that flow that encourages you to continue, to persevere. So are our people really embracing an African spirituality? Or, or have their spirits been broke and been replaced with religion and the, the dictates of religion, whether those be traditional religions or non-traditional religions, dope selling, gang banging, prostitution, you know, I have they been, and I'm not talking about the brothers and sisters that feel like they have to do what they have to do to make their living. I'm talking about people that have embraced these as religions and follow the codes of that. Because like the sister said, there's Bible to it. There's codes of conduct and ethics that go into these practices. And we've embraced it. And this is, and by us having embraced that, even when we come into the movement, by us not embracing the spirit of the movement, we bring our religious understandings, not just traditional religious understandings, but religious understandings from the street or whatever life we had before in so-called embracing aspects of the movement, we bring that with us. And this is why we begin to see organizations erode. Break apart, fall apart, the hatred between the various organizations. You go back and sometimes organizations go back and forth like clips and bloods. And we, 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 we begin to bring these things and embody these things in the movement. But when we look to the ancestors, when we look at that spirit, that spirit yearning for freedom, that spirit yearning for a end to repression and exploitation and even to go back to when we first hit the shores of North America, that spirit calling for an end of slavery that wouldn't allow them to be dominated, you found cohesiveness for those of us that embrace that spirit. And some of us, not of us, some of our ancestors embraced the spirit of slavery. They embraced the spirit of America. They embraced the I'm not even going to say, you know, that's another question. You know, does America have an experience? Did they embrace that experience or did they embrace the religion of it and begin to modify and and conform to the codes of conduct of said of these so-called religions, and that religion being white supremacy, that religion being capitalism, that religion being exploitation and repression of, of African people here in America. You're listening to the People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination. I'm your host, Chairman Yang, your na- national Chairman Yang and Krumah. And we're Independence Black Talk, Black Blog Talk Radio. Tap one if you like to have something to say or to come and give, express a comment or opinion. But these are, you know, some of the things that have gone, that I believe have gone lacking. That I don't believe that we really have sat back and really examined how to begin to bring the spirit, the indomitable African spirit, off into our movement. 
I don't think that we really have contemplated because we've divorced it. When you find the spiritual, a lot of the spiritual communities, a lot of the so-called spiritualists, and even the so-called religious communities have divorced themselves from the movement and the struggle for liberation of African people. And African people and the, a lot of the revolutionaries have divorced themselves from the spiritual movement or the so-called religious movement. I know one of the reasons I did is because I got tired of the debates. I got I didn't see I I didn't see where it was moving us forward. I didn't see where my debating with a Christian about Jesus or debating with a Muslim about Muhammad was moving us forward when we both suffered the same oppression, when we both suffered from economic exploitation, when we still didn't have anything. When we were still a people that were being targeted systematically, I, I didn't. I so I never really embraced that, that the community like that. Once I began to get a revolutionary understanding, because I felt like it was escapism, and it was a way to there again remove. You know, nobody likes to be the nigger. Nobody likes to be the nigger, even if they have to have a false false sense of self-importance. So they begin, I believe that it was brothers and sisters that begin to study this thing just to belittle other brothers and sisters and to inflate their little egos. To think, to make them feel like they had something nobody else had and at the same time was a wage whore. Still had to go, you can be king of the lost dynasty of Egypt and still have to go punch a damn time clock still be economic, but, still be exploited in that manner. So I didn't sir? see yes, my power. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt with uh, your flow. Uh, no, no, it's fine. A, okay, we do have a caller, 470-464. However, I'd like to um, first say uh, what, what folks don't realize is that spirituality comes with principles. Um, there are spiritual principles, and what are principles, um, principles are morals. And so when an individual comes into the movement, that what they don't recognize is that this is a spiritual movement. And, and, and because it's a spiritual movement, all of the things that you used to doing, and I know this is child hour, but by the same token, we call it fuckery. All of that stuff that you're out there doing, such as wanting to um, um, steal from the people, profit from the party, uh, steal people, whatever the case may be, those are individuals uh, like uh, we were just speaking about with no, no spiritual principles. And in a minute, those are the ones that want to start pro- professing their traditional beliefs and values, those traditional religions. But by the same token, where's your spirituality? And I clearly, I love the fact that you're bringing this up. Because if you start talking, we start talking about our reaches, what, what we do get into is the moral aspect of living properly and not trying to hurt brother and do everything you can to be able to empower yourselves as a people. But in any case, sir, uh, if you have anything to say behind that, uh, uh, you let me know when to let in 470-464, Black Power. Black Power, you can open that mic. Hey, uh, what's going on? Black Power. What's going on, nephew? Black Power, Black Power. You know, uh, you know, you know. I, 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 I hate to interrupt it. I hate to press one day. I'm enjoying it so much. I hate, I hate to press one day. Okay. Hey, you better come on in, man. I'll be looking <laughs> forward to your phone calls, nephew. 
Yeah, man, listen, you know, behind the wall, man, where there's nothing, you you dealing with nothing but spirit. You dealing straight up, you dealing straight up with people's spirit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, and, and going to where they strip you of everything that distracts you, it's going to enhance you. You see, you, you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, 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 and you know me myself. Like if you ask me, like you know, oh what, oh oh what you believe in? I'm, oh, I'm Christian. You know what I'm saying? And I was sitting yeah. down with a Christian the other day, and and, and you know he know me well. He like, man, you can say you're a Christian, man, but but you ain't really Christian. I said, oh, I am Christian. You know what I'm saying? Because Jesus was good enough for my mother. See what I'm saying? We'd have been so down and, and so far now, and that's who she called us. So guess what? That's what it is. I'm Christian. That's what it is. Where I am so spiritual, I'm so spiritual. You know what I'm saying? That that this man is trying to tell me that I am not Christian. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? I'm so spiritual. Absolutely. You know, and you know, you know, you know. You know, you you know, you just in tune with the universe, and you know what I'm saying. I just believe my identity, universal, is so strong that uh, 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 religion becomes small. Yeah, you know, well, what you I'm know, saying? yeah, absolutely. Well, you're gonna run across those are people. That's the difference between being spiritual and being religious. You know, you're gonna have those people that he's gonna tell you that because you don't perceive it, you don't understand it the way that he's been taught to perceive it. There's no personal relationship. The African here in America, the black man and woman here in America must begin to develop a personal relationship with that divine energy, whatever they're calling that divine energy. And if you don't find that thing, addressing your particular and specific needs, then I, you listen, I'm like, no, you might as well throw it away because it ain't done nothing for you anyway. Yeah. I would Muslims tell me that you're not a monkey. Right. Because you believe you believe this or you believe that. My response is always this. My first language, my base language, I was introduced to that divine energy that we call God, uh, whom I call Allah in my personal time. I was introduced to the language of Islam. But like someone told me, um, a um, very wise uh, older sister told me, who she said, that's like saying good morning to your grandmother in the morning. You know, right. when you get up, if I get up in the morning and I offer my traditional Islamic prayer, and after that prayer, I begin to address and acknowledge my ancestors and who I need to acknowledge and ask this divine energy, whom I'm calling a lot this particular time, um, to guide me and motivate me and to help me through the things that affect me specifically. It's okay. The African man... A man and woman here in America must develop and cultivate their own sense, their own relationship, which will begin to address their spirituality. Absolutely. It's hard to have that spiritual connection when you're worshiping foreign gods. Mm-hmm. When you don't understand, when this God doesn't relate to you, when not your God, one of the things that um, they say one of the attributes of God is in Islam is al-hay, the living. So if your book is in the living book, like I tell the Muslim, if this Quran is in the living Quran, is it if it isn't addressing the issues today, then you're just reading a history book. Right. That's the same I would tell right. my Christian brothers and sisters. Yo, if 
it isn't addressing your issues today. You're just reading history books. When I read the Bible, when I, yo, when I read the Bible, I see yeah, like the Jesus I'm seeing the Bible is a bad ass black revolutionary. Yeah. He was creating Roman, Roman occupation of Jerusalem. He was fighting them Okotan Pharisees and Sadducees who had kept the church and was selling it. You know what I'm saying? He told his boy, he, when he went up on the mountain to pray, he gave his boy a sword, told him, don't go to sleep, man. Keep watch. He came back, they were sleeping like, damn, y'all sleeping on the job? You ain't got my back? Yeah. I took him to court. My brother went to court. I see this black man going, he had to hide out. They looking to kill him and stuff. Yo, that's the story of black liberation, black revolution. Yo. But we have exactly. to see But when we talk to see this white Jesus, this pale faced Jesus who died for you and I, and they beat him and they kicked him in his ass and put thorns on his head. Hey. So then when they do you the same way, you want to go to quote the most passive and misunderstood scriptures on the other cheek. They talked Turn about Jesus, baby. <laughs> they talk not really understanding listen, brief history lesson on that scripture real quick, and I'm not gonna digress. Brief history, understanding why he told his people to do that. Back then, the culture of people above you was to backhand slap you. If they wanted to disrespect you, put you, they would backhand slap you. Mm. And if, and so that was their way of belittling you, you know, to put. But if you turn the other cheek, he can't. He has to slap you with the front of his hand, like an equal. Oh, That's my. a challenge. And that's, a and, that's what, and that's what they turn the other cheek. It's basically make that sucker slap you, make him challenge you. See, if he's slapping you with a, a backhand, that's a dismissive slap. That's for the servant. When you turn the other cheek, he would have to slap you with the front of his hand, and that was a challenge. A challenge of man, and he was challenging you then. So Jesus told him, turn the other cheek. If he slapped you, turn the other one. Let him challenge you. Don't chop me off. Don't dismiss me like some subservient. I'm going to turn yeah, you take me like a man. Take me like a man. Yeah. Oh, that's what you, you know, that's what that was about. But they've taught us to perceive it and to understand it in this passive, subjective manner. That totally doesn't, but when you're tapped into an African spirituality, when you're tapped into the very nature of who you are as a person, your place of origin. You know what I'm saying? And and as a human being that is fighting oppression and repression, then you will begin to see the scriptures in an entirely different light. They will begin to inspire you. They'll begin to motivate you to fight for your freedom. Anybody come and give you no passive understanding? You don't see them turning the cheek on nothing. They bombing. They kick you in your doors. They beat you. They tase you, pepper spray you, and attend church faithfully on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the, some of the major atrocities to us. So this is what, you know, so I would tell my man, listen, you know, Christian in whose light? Christian in, in whose eyes? Right. And right. how you was taught to perceive it and understand it. Absolutely. You know, it has to be the thing that I tell everybody, especially for traditional religions, is like what the sister said when um, Sister Baruti was saying, one of the reasons that I do applaud some of the traditional religions and say that it's advantageous that you raise the African people in America because we've lost our damn minds. Yeah. We've lost yeah. our minds. Yeah. If you don't have yeah. that first, if you're not a people, if you're not self-checking, 
if you don't understand you're more like if you're beating a grandmother about drug money, that's, you know, somewhere that you need some guidelines and some discipline. Somewhere somebody and, has failed terribly and is still you know guidelines and discipline and enforcing it. You know what? I, I don't mean, you know, you know, a lot of that has to do with bad leadership. You follow yeah. somebody who's six months older than you, ain't never been nowhere. I mean, this is just what it comes, you know, here, this is what I see. I see they go on one side of the prison, they are angels. On the other side of the prison, whose baby is that? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it'd it be about who's around. It kind of influence, and it goes back to the kind of spirit that you interact with. You know what I'm saying? The kind of spirit that you're mingling with. I don't just let anybody come back here because I don't want everybody Sitting there, sitting, looking at my face. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I don't, yeah. I don't want the attachment. I don't want, I don't want the energy that you come with. You Man, that's saying? exactly what it is, and that's exactly what it is. It's, it's that energy. That's one of the reasons, you know, in my, in my study of the, the Orisha and the Loa and things of that nature, recognizing those different energies. See, when you recognize, understanding that we're that we're tapped into all of that. That, like the sister was saying, Brody was saying that that is us. That we're connected to all of those energies. And once you understand, understanding the Orisha was a way to categorize and to understand the energies and how to deal with that particular energy. It's like electrician work. The red wire tapped to the white wire, which goes to the blue wire. But if you cross it with the yellow wire, you're going to blow something. The energies are the same way. The Orishas, the Loa, those spirits. That energy is the same way. So understanding when someone comes to me and they're very aggressive or they're very you know, they're braggart and they're this and that. I say, that's that shun go energy. So how do you appease that energy? How do you deal and address with that energy? So knowing that energy helps you to interact. And this is the importance to me of um, spiritualism in the movement, but also understanding some of the um, some of the African traditional religious understanding. Now, why I'm not a hardcore predict, pr- practitioner of any particular one is because I don't believe in trading off the shackles of one traditional religion for another. I'm not leaving Arab, Arabia to go to uh, to go to Nigeria. I love my Nigerian right. brothers and sisters. I love Ifa, Lafia, <laughs> yo, Lafani. Love the brother, but I'm not. To trade one social cultural understanding for another one, and get over here and be a nigger, an African with an American experience, pretending to be Nigerian. I'm not gonna do it. Right. I'm not gonna do it. And I understand that these energies. See, you're not gonna get me in such a religious religiosity that you're telling me that Hesu, whom I call Baba Lekwa, because I lean more towards a Voodoo understanding, that Haitian, that that revolution. I like that revolutionary energy. I like that hot shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You're not going to tell me that this, that this particular energy is confirmed, that I can't tap into this energy unless I begin to dress like you, eat your food, do it. No. No. You better teach him no. and teach. Mm-hmm. I am not mm-hmm. going to begin with. I am not going to, like I said, stop assimilating one person to assimilate another. These energies are not confined to your religion. Your religions were built around these particular energies, and they were ways that you interpreted these energies. The African in America, whom this energy is very real, this Alegba energy, this opening energy, the I, uh, the uh, Mama Ayo, uh, the um, um, Oya, 
and so on and so forth, from the voodoo, from the barons and the Baba Legbas and the um, Fridas, and so on and so forth, these particular energies did the same way that this energy worked for them in Haiti, the same way that they used Baba Legba, and sometimes St. John, uh, Baba Luai is uh, sometimes Lazarus, the same way that they had these energies, and they had to be able to, um, unfortunately, masquerade these energies. And I'm not even going to say masquerade. They understood that energy doesn't die. It just transferred. They understood that energy doesn't die. It just transferred. So though you removed us from Africa, though you came over here and gave us something, as, something like called Catholicism or Christianity, this energy, you can't destroy energy. And the African here in America must understand that and begin to develop and cultivate manners and a spirituality, especially in our movement for liberation and empowerment that addresses these energies, that call upon these energies, and that help us to embrace these energies and use these energies for our liberation and our freedom. We have to stop running and trying to emulate all people, and that's even my brothers and sisters from the country. That's even my brothers and sisters from the continent. Because what has happened is the spirit of capitalism, a very real energy, has dominated Mm -hmm. even over there. So now you got these fake uh, Baba Laos, these fake priests, or maybe they're even real priests, selling empty pots and shams and hustling the brothers and sisters who are not only seeking closeness to the to be to an energy source or to the Orisha, the unfortunate part is they're also seeking a cultural identity. They also we're also seeking a cultural identity. Not understanding that the African here in America is the linchpin of revolution. We were raised in the house of Pharaoh. Who better to understand the workings, the inner workings, the downfall of capitalism than one who has not only not only afforded to be a participant in capitalism, but capitalism was based and built off the backs of us. And this humanistic slaveocracy called America that, that grew into a capitalist nation. Who better to know against these energies to help us to get these particular things? What they're dealing with over there is neocolonialism. They're dealing with a whole other thing. So the energy is addressing their particular issues. But us running to um, a lack of cultural identity and running to identify with something has us not only embracing the Orisha, but embracing their social and cultural norms in ways and behavior. Mm-hmm. And I want to refuse to be one of those people that do that, that trade the shackles, that keep trading shackles, my shackles. My mental, psychological, my psychological, my emotional, and my spiritual shackles from one master to another. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you ask that brother, what does Christianity mean to you? Not how you perceive it. What do you mean real Christian in this day and time? What is a real Christian in this day and time? There has been no people that have used their so-called religion or their spirituality to their advantage. Not anyone. Now they won to their advantage. We're the ones that embrace their spirituality, and especially those of us that are those brothers and sisters that embrace religion hard, that practice this um, extra love for everybody, this extra uh, 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 acceptance of all people. And we hold to that, this high moral ground, and we're not going to. And you're going in, these same so called Arabs are selling uh, which is liquor and pork. 
the very thing that they're not supposed to. But this is what we owe them. So you tell me, what is a real Christian? What is a real Christian? If it isn't one who is using these energies or using these religions to empower and to advance their people, which is what they're supposed to do. Didn't their so-called Jesus say that I come to the house of Israel? That I come to the Israel? That is not for me to cast my pearls before swine? That he came to, but the energy was so real, to quote their scriptures, it was a Roman who came to yeah. and said, my servant is the Jew. My servant is one of you. Yo, I need you to come heal my servant. Jesus said, what Jesus told him, being a nationalist. Jesus was a nationalist. Jesus said, you know I don't go in the house of no Roman, but your faith yeah. has healed him. He's like, I don't even mess with y'all Romans like that. I ain't going to your crib, a, but you know what? You believe in his energy. You down with this energy? That's what you get. That's for your faith. You, you, you have healed him. He constantly throughout the day said, "Why do you marvel at not me, but the one who sent me?" Or you can do greater works than this. He's constantly telling that energy in you. You tap into that energy, that divine source, that higher power to empower you and these people. There's nothing wrong with that. Negroes run from that. Oh my God! Don't practice that. Hate what? Your God is your God is a just God, and He does, and He's doing. Yeah. And through every scripture that you're, every scripture that you're referring to, He's destroyed motherfuckers. So I ain't read one that He ain't destroyed him a couple cats. Now one. Oh, you said not one, Hakeem. Yeah. Yeah. But the African here, by not embracing the spirituality, but the religiosity, like Dr. Justice was saying, embracing religiosity misses the whole scope. He or she doesn't see themselves in in these scriptures. He or she doesn't see themselves in any of these texts because there's not a spiritualism. Now, the thug, like Sister Baruti was saying, by them having a thug spirit, Embracing the spiritualism of thuggery, embracing the spiritualism of butchery and savagery, then they see themselves in the third religion. When they're listening to the music, they see themselves in that because their spirit has embraced that. When they're watching the movies of murder and mayhem and robbery and selling dope, they've embraced that religion so their spirit, they see themselves in that because their spirit identifies with that. Mm. So they can see themselves. Like, yeah, nigga, that's how I used to get it. Ooh, yeah, man, when I get out. You already know the thing. When I get out. Because yeah. there's spirit yeah. embracing. But in two, the African embraces the spirit of revolution, the spirit of the ancestors, the spirit of moving forward, the spirit of justice, the spirit of righteousness. They will never embrace a way of life that pr- provides the fruit of that. Well, they say a tree is known by the fruit that it bears. But the tree starts from a seed. That seed is a spirit. If you don't have that seed, if that spirit isn't in you, then your fruit is going to be rotten. Your fruit is going to be foul. Your fruit is going to be unedible. It's of no benefit to the community. This is what your food is. You know, not you per se, but those people who right. So then, before, before even getting hardcore into these re- religions, we must examine what is the spirit what is the African spirit in the movement? What is the spirit? And not just, and once we tap into the African spirit, once we tap into that spirit of African people 
in the movement, then it, it connects to a larger spirit of oppressed people around the world. They talking about, well, I mean, my God don't do, um, my God isn't a respect of person. My God isn't a God of division or a God of hatred. And I can agree with that <laughs> to a degree. But you first must embrace the spirit that is motivating your people towards liberation and empowerment. And once you embrace that spirit, because that is a spirit of righteousness, that is a spirit that is anti-injustice, that is a spirit that is anti-oppression, that is a spirit that is anti-economic exploitation, every other exploitation. Once you embrace that spirit for your people, it is only, it is inevitable. It can only happen that that spirit will be a spirit of all oppressed people internationally, worldwide. We will tap into that despite, despite the religion. Because that spirit will be so anti-oppression that the Muslim will not begin to oppress or harm the Christian, the Christian, the Jew, the Jew, this person, and so on and so forth. But that's only when it's a true spirit of empowerment and the true spirit of seeing what's better for humanity. But you can't see what's better for humanity when you're practicing a religion, especially the way that we've been taught, because religion has taught us to be divided. Religion has divided us. And we have to understand why that we have been, that has been, that it divides us. Because like what Minister Justice was saying, we don't have a cultural aspect to ground us. You find us practicing the worst atrocities against one another. I'm telling you, go look at Arabia. Yeah, because if we, if, we put religion, if we put religion to the side, we realize, oh, we, this is our only difference. This is our only difference. I said, you know, you put religion to the side, and we'll realize this is our only difference. Yeah. This is the only thing, we this is the only thing, an invisible line. It's That's not even right. real. That's right. And exactly, because but it's the social cultural aspect we haven't embraced. We can go anywhere in the world, and those people that have a nationality embrace. You don't find the atrocities Muslim, Arab Muslims visiting those atrocities on Arab Christians. Right. You don't find them. Now go to the Sudan and Africa. The, the Sudanese Muslims are killing Sudanese Christians, and they black as hell. Mm-hmm. You don't find them. Within them things. You don't find that amongst their own things. But when we begin to, even in the Sudan, they will call themselves the Arabs, the Genjui. They invite Arabs to come in and kill Africans because they embrace Christianity. Because the religion has become synonymous with our ethnicity. Because there's no spiritualism there. Once you have the spiritualism of your people, the well interest of your people, the continuance of your people, the advancement of your people, then you won't allow, you will begin to hear the voice, you will begin to see the moral conflict of spiritualism. You will begin to hear the voice, if you want to call it God or the moon, you're, you're calling this divine force, this divine energy. You will begin to hear it, and you will know innately that what you're doing to another human being, first of all, but more specifically, what you're doing to a human being that looks like you is dead ass wrong. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, uh, you know the biggest, yeah. the, the biggest threat group in 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 prison right now is the Muslim community, and that's true. Yeah. I'm serious. Yeah. I'm talking yeah. about violence. They will get on your ass. 
and go right on out there and pray. Like, it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to love it. You got to love it. You you, you got to love it. And I applaud my brothers for getting their prayer on, but this is what I want to tell them. You know, and they can get mad at uncle, whatever. But you know me, and you know how I know that Quran, boy, you know how we do. I'm going to tell you, all of that's cool while you're in there. Mm-hmm. When you pull, but that's what I'm talking about—the religion of it, the spiritual of it. When you come home to maintain it, and not just maintain your prayers, but to let it be manifesting your whims. That's what a Christian. Everybody embrace religion behind walls. Yeah, they don't embrace and, 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 you, and, and, you, and you know who they are, who they sold number one enemy themselves. Nation of Islam. Themselves. If the, the E man find out that you are a nation of Islam, they coming down here to you. That's the truth. If 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 yeah. you if you put your people anywhere in the equation, I'm serious. It I, I joke with them all the time. You know I don't care. I go down there and I tell them. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm gonna go get the E man and let them know. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. let them know. Y'all might as well pack it up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's their biggest yeah. problem. That's their biggest. That's I mean you know not mine. You know, but yeah. they don't like that. Yeah. They don't like that. You you put your people in the equation. You know what I'm saying? Then, then you putting everybody else in danger. But that's the way of it. That's the way it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's 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 that it's a whole different. Like you said, behind the lines, it's a whole different scene behind the lines. And we pray. If I got anybody else, Jesse, too, I don't want to keep them. You know, you keep my nephew home, but I, you know, I'm just letting you know, sister. Anybody else trying to? But absolutely, it's a whole different thing behind the you know behind the walls. And then they uh, dealing you know, directly with their spirit, directly with their energy. Ain't no hide. Ain't no hide. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Something yeah. on your mind, I'm gonna see it on your face. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm a, <laughs> you know, it's it's you know, it's serious. Yeah. You know it's there. But it's, it's there, relevant. Absolutely. It's relevant. You know what I'm saying? You know. Yeah. It's, 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 absolutely. Black power gentlemen, you know, when I when I uh Whenever I see some things happening in the movement that are truly, uh, uh, truly um, unspiritual, I always say I mention it to another human being, and you know, fortunately, the people in my circle are very spiritual individuals, and they'll say things like they must don't, they, they must don't serve a God. That's the first thing they'll say, you know, because some of the things that these individuals be doing, you know, within the movement, you know, uh, and, I, and I'm talking about men and women. You just, just some of the things that they be doing, you just say to yourself, you know, like, well, 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 well how? That? And then you ask them, you ask yourself, are they are they really trying to move us forward? Is that what? Because this is definitely not going to move us forward. I think you know they come in for different reasons, but by the same token, spirituality is the is the basic foundation that's missing from the movement. And if we ever pull that part of it together, we're going to be a force to reckon with, gentlemen. Black power. Black power, absolutely. Absolutely. I think and it goes to, we talk about, I'm always referring back to, um, especially in our manual, the three Ds, defy, develop, defend, defying that spirituality. One of the biggest things I'm constantly preaching against, like what the people say that I get redundant on, that, you know, I'm always going over, is that African identity for us going through this so-called American experience. And define that spirituality in how it relates to us. Stop relying on outsiders to come at least feel, act, and behave like naive children. 
in everything we do. In everything we do. We behave. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to put you on. I'm going to put you on. Like, press because your thing's in the background. And yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Give me. Yeah, they get. You know how it gets. Yeah, I, you know, I already know. So I'm going to. Yeah, then if he wants to come back in, he press one, he, you know, hit him back up. Remember nephew's number. But it's yes, sir. Be- because we behave like naive children. We still behave like we are clueless. We've seen it all the time. People come in and think they have to save the African here in America. We've seen it in Revolution. We've seen it with um, the boys. We've seen it with, um, you know, when the um, 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 Rustin. That was with Dr. King and so on and so many other prolific black activists and so-called revolutionaries when the communists came in. You know, we've seen it in. Y'all gonna get married, get ready. I'm ready for the ones to go. We should repeat. To allow them to come in and start to explain and expound on revolution to the point that he was ready to send troops or he was threatening to send troops to Vietnam to fight a communist struggle. So we always begin to, we start to behave like naive people in whatever school of thought we get in and begin to put ourselves on the back burner. Never looking at it scientifically or from a scientific perspective on how this affects us directly. This is why I love, you know, I, I think in my political thing that I'm, a, I'm an incrumist, you know what I'm saying, a scientific socialist, but one of, one of my heroes that you talk about expounding on revolution from a uh, perspective of Africans in America from and the whole in in our revolutionary struggle, just not nationally, but how it internationally ties is my man Chairman O'Malley Yesateli. Check him out, all African Revolutionary Party. Serious. Brother serious. Because we have to get out of this naive stage and we have to evolve. We our spirituality must encompass not just our glorious history on the continent of Africa and not just the tumultuous, tumultuous, tumultuous uh, 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 and, and the atrocities that awaited us here on the shores of North America, but must also include the third development, that old revolutionary movement, the civil rights movement, the black power movement, and the movement of today. Our spirituality as well as our revolutionary practices must embody all of these things. And combine all of these things into how it is specific to African people in America. It'll always be my theme. I am sick and tired of us emulating everybody but ourselves and not having an original thought. And not having an original thought. It's understandable in the baby steps that we take. It was I don't knock Elijah Muhammad. It was understandable his embracing the disciplines and the science of Islam, that's what came to him at the time, and seeing where he was trying to take it from a black nationalist perspective, but to be stuck in that mode or to revert back to an Arab nationalism or anything that isn't advantageous to us as African people is unacceptable. The same with Christianity, the same with revolution. I don't know how we run into embrace Karl Marx and Frederick Engels' understanding of African communalism as they dubbed it and termed it communism. How? Because we shun from the responsibility of being analytical, scientific thinkers. 
being a spiritual people, we haven't, we still in these schools of thoughts that we haven't learned how to marry and, mer- marry and merge the two. Spirituality and revolution, spirituality and revolution, spirituality and revolution. And don't tell me it can't be done. If we're going to be historians, let's go back to Hades. Let's go back there. Spiritual revolution merged together. Bukman, Besselin, Tucson, and the countless others and those that we know and those that we don't know have laid a blueprint on how this thing can be done and how it was done in, uh, in their times according to their conditions, addressing their specific needs and issues with the specific instruments and tools that they had. We have to be able to merge the two. Stop being afraid of it. Stop giving these intellectual pursuits and, and, and debates. We want to be so knowledgeable. But if we were really as knowledgeable as we professed, then you would see advancement. If we really were as spiritual as we professed, then we would see advancements. We're just some informed people. Got a little bit of information, and just a tiny little bit. And is it pertinent information if we're still facing the same conditions? If it hasn't propelled us, this information that we're running behind, these things that we're running behind, we see where it has liberated their people. I'm not knocking communism. I'm not knocking Lenin. I'm not, I look at the Bolshevik Revolution. I look at the spirit of the Bolshevik Revolution. I look at their political ideology, their philosophical thoughts, and how propelled and motivated them to run the czars up out of there. But that was for them. The spirit, that spirit of revolution was particular for them. They embraced the spirit that was particular for them. It's good to study it, to understand it. But what is the spirit of our revolution? What is the spirit of our movement? I love the Orisha. Love the Orisha. Love the uh, uh, Lewa the, uh, and Voodoo. Especially my already my my being Baba Lekba. Love it. Love it. But if I go and begin to emulate those people, if I begin to want to do more than just embrace the Orisha or that energy, and I begin to encapsulate and begin to emulate and assimilate these other people, then I do myself and my people here in America a disservice. I become the I, I become detached from the reality that is the experience of the African in America, then all I'm good for is a historic society. Sit with me and I can spit this thing and I can spit this pataki and I can, you know, spit all of these stories and these things for you. But how is it relevant? We see how it built up their civilization. We see how it carried them on. And even to this day and time, how those energies and those Orishas have benefited them so much that you spend hundreds and thousands of dollars to go over there and sit to be made. So we still see how it's advantageous for them. But how is it advantageous for you? That's what I want you to ask your Baba Lau. Yo, man, how is this advantageous for me? You want this 1500 this 25 I got to come over here. I got to sit with you. I got to get on the mat. I got to be initiated through this. How is it advantageous for me? And when you begin to practice, look at you, these 
relief from your imams to your ministers to your boss. I don't care when you begin to practice it in a way that's advantageous to you. Look to see what their reaction is. If their reaction is you can't do this, you can't do that, with certain, with certain limitations. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't play with the energy. There are certain things you can do. But we must begin to understand and learn the distinction between that social, cultural habits, behaviors, personalities, and energies, and recognizing these energies and working within these energies. This is why our movement is stagnant to a certain degree. We have the political, the ideological philosophies. We got that down to a science. We got the spiritual we got we got the spiritual. We got brothers and sisters over here that are fool with it, but we haven't married the two. There's still a disconnect because we're still reading and understanding them from different perspectives. Our revolutionaries are still reading. We're still reading it from a, agnostic. A lot of times, atheist perspective. Yo, man, I don't know how I'm gonna Yo, Yanga, how you say you're a revolutionary man? And you, yo, man, you with that spooky, that fairy taleism? Yo, man, I mean, come on, man. I got a lot of partners on agnostic and atheists, my revolutionary partners. Stone Cold Revolution, my boys. And then I go to my spiritual side and I got a lot of spiritual partners. Yo, man, how you say, you know, you believe in Orisha or you believe in Allah, whatever, whatever you believe in, you believe in God, and you're talking about separation, you're talking about the black man, you do how you believe it. Because the two, we have an experience that is unique to us as Africans here in America, point blank. Point blank, we haven't embraced that experience. My man said, my man, Dr. Kwame Nkrumah said, he said that the African, when he was talking about scientific socialism, he said that scientific, one of the aspects of scientific socialism is taking in the historical material dialectic that was specific and particular to African people. That's everything. That's from Christianity, Islam, slavery, everything that affected us and went into our development and our way of thinking. And that is even, like I said, the spiritual systems. You and I are unique creatures. We can embrace that. That's something to be, that's an honor to carry. To be black in America, man, is an honor. You're unique. You have overcome, you have survived your bloodline, your your. Your lineage has survived. Like I've said, you've heard me say before, one of the worst atrocities ever visited upon human history, ever recorded. And you and I have survived it. But we do a disservice to our ancestors. We do a disservice to our movement and our struggle for advancement when we don't evolve, when we get become so shook when we get so sidetracked and derailed that we start to run back to uh, historical perspectives or texts that are, you know, are no longer, you know, relatable to our time. I'm not saying you don't use them as a historic base, as a foundational base. That's not what I'm saying. I, don't, I, I, I definitely think that we should do that. We don't know the history. We're destined to repeat it. Everyone, everyone's heard that saying. But it must be evolution. And the only way to evolve, the only way to build on those things like our ancestors did is to really embrace our experience, to really recognize that you are a unique, you are a unique, you are a unique creature. You are a unique being. 
the black man, the black woman, the African man, the African woman here in America is unique. And our struggle is a unique struggle. And the powers that be understand that once, if, when, not if, when, we fully embrace revolution and the revolution comes. And that change, that complete, total, and constructive change for the betterment of African people come, then it will unravel and undo the system of oppression, exploitation, and tyranny that they put their, their way upon, their life upon. And this is why it's a deliver. So they could care less about your Arisha, your Lua, your Jesus, your Allah. They don't care nothing about all that. You ain't got to think and they really hate you because you're so spiritual, isn't it? They're glad that you're sidetracked. As long as you don't address the real issues that affect you. I like what the sister said, um, Sister Broody, when she came in and said one of the real issues, and that issue being capitalism. One of the real issues that affect you. They could care less what you're professing. professing. And we see it, and the, the reason that that energy and that spirit is so real is because that spirit is nameless. It infiltrates all religions. All religions are being, and all religions talk about them. Christians, how they say Jesus overturned money chain, money tables. Allah says in the Quran, have you seen those who sell my verses for a small price? Every, every, the major, the, the world's so-called, at least I know from the Abrahamic faiths, talk about that. So this capitalism has eased in. So if our spiritualism isn't addressing economic empowerment, economic stability, cooperative economics, um, communalism, then we need to ask what it's doing because it has done it for every other people. It has done it for every other people. Right in your face. They put it right in your face. Don't the Jews say that they're the chosen people? Jesus said, I come only to the house of Israel. Muhammad said, I'm the best of people, which were the Arabs, and I'm the best of the Arabs. All of them said, they put it in your face. And you and I run around here, and we talk about um, 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 unity and all-embracing kumbaya. I'm saying if these things aren't addressing you specifically or particularly, man, listen, you might want to examine them. That's the spirit of the movement. It's all said in the title. It's all contained in what we're talking about. We're talking about spirit of the movement, spirit in the movement. It is about movement, constant movement, action. Movement is a verb. It's an action word. And these dead religions have given, has killed our spirituality, and we become mentally dead, socially and culturally dead, trying to resurrect Ways that aren't beneficial to us. All in an effort. All in an effort not only to be accepted, but this is how deep and thorough the brainwashing is in what we think all in an effort and what we believe would be salvation. We have to wake up from that, brothers and sisters. So spiritualism to me is, is is a wonderful thing. It's needed. 
I think that it's needed. I think that the movement needs the spirit again. When we talk about the third development, you can hear the spirit of the movement. You heard it in the, the songs. What's going on? I'm black and I'm proud. You saw it in the artwork, in the dress, in the language. What's happening, babe? Black power is the spirit of the movement, in the drums, in the everything. And we have lost the spirit of the movement because then not only were we embracing and looking into African traditional ways and cultural values and returning to an identity that was particular to us, not to any other people. We may have wore dashikis and things, but we had a swag and a flavor that was specific to the African here in America, and we embraced and captured that spirit. And like I said, you could find that spirit. When you found that spirit, you even found that spirit in the traditional religions. You found that spirit in the traditional religions. That spirit of liberation, that spirit of black pride, that spirit of black unity, that spirit of freedom, the spirit of justice and love. We found that. And the war against that wasn't just a war against that whole era, wasn't just a war of progressive black revolutionary organizations such as the Panthers, the Panthers being the most um, notable, you know, um, um, notable at that particular time, but it was a war waged against the whole black, like he said, stop the rise of the Jagger Hoover's famous memo, stop the rise of a black messiah, the black movement, that black uh, messiah Energy, that galvanizing of the masses. It wasn't coincidence he spoke in a spirit, stop the rise of a black messiah. It wasn't coincidence he spoke in spiritual terms. He understood what he was looking at. You think this devil didn't understand what he was looking at and what he was perceiving? He perceived a spiritual movement. He understood that black people had embraced this thing, that it went down to that very core. To what? The soul. I got soul, baby. Get some of that soul food. He was talking about the soul, soul music. Got soul, soul power. So he understood this. And that is, so it wasn't uh, a, a an accident that he spoke in that language. And so that was attacked. We were divorced from that. And he, and he, flood, he opened up the floodgates. He flooded us. Well, we had to create our own genres and our own music and had to have our own spots of music. He began to, this devil began to be our, um, not just our producers. He allowed us to produce, but our distributors. And when he became the distributors of certain music and the distributors, uh, MGM and these big, first we talk about music, and then the movies and he became the distributor of the movies then there were only certain type of movies that he would begin to allow to get through ushering in hence the black exploitation era mm. he would only allow us to produce certain type of images to put it out there he understood that we embraced that at one point in time we had embraced a certain spirit of the movement and he began to derail and he set off to derail that and that's from the black exploitation era. We've never recovered from that. Listen to the rappers today. Look at the movies today. We've never recovered from that. 
and that became the religion, like we were talking about earlier. That became the religion. And since that was the spirit, the spirit easily, since that became our spirit, we began to easily accept and embrace that. So today, where 30, 40, 50 years ago, the things that's being said today, when it, listen, not even 30, 40, I thought, I came up in the end, I, I remember when the music began to shift, I remember the black exploitation all the way back from Superfly, but I remember when the distributors, when these devils became the main distributors, and the knowledgeable hip-hop had to go underground. When we control stuff, you had enough. Public Enemy, KRS-One, Poor Righteous Teachers, Brand Nubian. We had all of these groups. I remember the NWAs. And I can remember my grandmother hearing, and she was like, what is that? It was something she couldn't fathom. The spirit began to be broken. And I hear music today. That makes me say the same thing. What is that? So, I think, pardon me, Andy. So, so that's what we, you know. One of the things that we have to look at is that spirituality. So, one of the things is you know that I've been told that one of the things to touch on, and I wish that we had earlier, about us being in control of our spirituality and that the influences to understand that, especially in this day and time right now, that we aren't really in control of our spirituality, that we don't have control over it, that we've, we've relinquished it. We've given it away. And it's so subtle and so subdued that we don't even, we're not even mindful that we're doing it. It's something that has to be, it's something that should be guarded. Listen, go back to the Quranic passage. Allah says in the Quran, he says, guard your prayers. Those Muslims online can relate to that. He says, guard your salah. Your spirituality must be guarded, ever vigilant about the intake, ever vigilant about what you're feeding it. What you're putting into it. If not, you just flying by the, you know, breathing by the wayside, flying in the wind. And that's and this is so that's you know that's the show, brothers and sisters. That's the show. It is. I will end it with because it is such a serious show. I will end it with a reminder for us to be ever vigilant. To be ever vigilant and mindful of our spirituality because whether we acknowledge it or not, it exists. And there is, I think like Sister Baruti had come on earlier and was saying that there is a spiritual, whether it's the pimp Bible, whether it's the thug code, spirituality exists, it's just whatever you embrace. It's, it's, it exists, it's whatever you embrace. And that spirituality will lead you to the actions and the actions become that religion. So we have to be, 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 I'm going to repeat it, to be vigilant. What we take into our spirits, to be vigilant. Um, Justin, did you want to end it with a few things? Well, um, I think this has been a really good show. If people uh, paid attention, 
I think uh, it wakes up individuals to the fact that, you know, this is a spiritual movement, whether they want to see it that way or not. And uh, as far as, because, uh, you know, just like the, the brother was saying, you know, he had somebody told him he wasn't a Christian. Believe me, I'm, I'm a minister. I've had people to tell me I'm other ministers. I'm not a minister. <laughs> because their concept of being a minister and what a minister really is, you know, it's the person that gives everything comfort to people that are in need. So, but but their their idea of it is totally carnal, <laughs> totally carnal. They have no idea of the spiritual aspect of it. Um, I just I just know that the movement needs more conversation on the spiritual aspect. We need more conversation on that to be able to weed out the individuals that have, that's how the, that's how those little imps and those gyms, that's how they slipping in. Because nobody is watching the spiritual the spiritual aspects of it, sir. And with that, I'll just yeah. say black house, you know. And like you said, people need to guard their spirituality because if they don't, it is a, a, a very good indication of not being not guarding your spirituality are the dims and the imps and the demons or whatever you want to call them lower lower energy or lower vibrational individuals that slips into your um, that slip into your realm. For the movement and be able to derail it, black power to people in the audience. Black power. This has been great. Black power, black power. With that, sister, you know, as as always, I'm going to leave you as I greeted you, and that's all power to oppress people, African power to African people, and black power. Yo, all I need is one mic, one beat, one stage, one nigga front, my face on the front page. Only if I had one gun, one girl, and one crib, one God to show me how to do things his son did. Pure, like a cup of virgin blood, mixed with 151, one sip will make a nigga flip. Writing names on my hollow tips, plotting shit, mad violence, who I'm gonna body this hood, politics, acknowledge it. Leave bodies chopped up in garbage, seeds watch us, grow up and try to follow us, police watch us, roll up and try knocking us. Money I duck, could it be my time is up? With my luck, I got up. The cops shot again. Bus stop glass burst, a fiend drops a Heineken. Ricocheting between the spots that I'm hiding in. Blacking out, I shoot back. Fuck getting hit. This is my hood, I'm a rat. To the death of it, to everybody, come on. Little niggas is grown, hood rats. Don't abortion your wound. We need more warriors soon. Sit from the stars, sun and the moon. And it's like a police chase, the street sweepers and coppers. Sick up kids with no conscience, leaving victims with doctors. If you really think you're ready to die. Nothing is fair, niggas roll up, shooting from wheelchairs, my heart is racing. 
anticipation, revenge in the air. I let this shit slide for too many years, too many times. Now I'm strapped with a couple of max, too many nines. If y'all niggas really with me, get busy, load up the semis. Do more than just hold it, explode the clip until you empty. There's nothing in our way. They bust, we bust, they rush, we bust. Let's fly and feel it. I feel it in my gut that we take these bitches to war. Lie them down, cause we stronger now, my nigga. The time is now. I need this one mic. All I need is one mic. It's nothing else in the world. All I need is one mic. That's all I need to do is sing, yo. All I need is one mic. All I need is one life, one try, one breath on one man. What I stand for, speak for itself. They don't understand or want to see me on top. Too egotistical, talking on that slick shit the same way these bitches do. Wonder what my secret 